What's up, everybody? Commerce Kings, Trey Llewellyn here. We're going to have another podcast. And golly, gosh darn it, look at this. Dean is on the freaking podcast. How, What's I'm gonna up? Wa- I'm going to spill my water because I'm so excited. <laughs> Dude, this is, this is uh, I, I watch you on Instagram. I watch you run around on Facebook. And you're at every single, you're in every single mastermind picture I ever see online. And, uh, and that's why I wanted to have you on, on today and uh, talk about like, dude, who you are, what you're doing now, what you did then, and, uh, and what you're growing to be. If that's cool with you. Now let's, let's do it, man. And listen, I, I want to start off by, by being sincere here. Everybody listening, everybody watching, you got to give this guy credit. This is what the world needs. You know, we, we've been locked into an education system that fa- has failed so many. It failed me. If I didn't have the ability to have people like Trey and, and other uh, leaders in my life from Tony Robbins back in the day and Wayne Dyer and Eckhart Tolle and then business leaders, then marketing leaders, man, I'd be, I'd be flipping burgers. Not that flipping burgers is a bad thing, but I, I really, I'm at a phase of my life where I'm so impressed by impact. I'm so impressed by people who take their knowledge and share it with the world so they can go faster that I just want to start by saying, great job, man. Keep up the good work. And I'm excited to be here. They appreciate it. So what, what got you excited way back when? I mean, obviously you're known for real estate. Yeah, and yeah. So, like, it, did you get started in real estate? Did you one day buy a house? And you're like, this is for me. Like, how'd that even quick, like, the two minute story? So, when I was about 17, I, uh, I climbed the highest mountain in my little town and I sat on the top and the sun came up and I meditated and my whole life was laid out for me. No, I'm just bullshitting. Oh, no. I wish I knew how to meditate at 17. <laughs> I didn't even know what meditation was. Uh, it's funny. Like, here's the thing, and Trey, you probably know this too, is as time goes by, we can reinvent our past. Like, like sometimes it just gets cloudy on what really motivated us, what got us moving. But I'd like to try to remember exactly what it was. So maybe whoever, you know, if you're listening right now, no matter where you are, I want you to know something. As we talk today, I want you to know Yes, I'm blessed that my brands and companies and, and all the things I've done have, have generated over a billion dollars. I can't believe I can even say that. No, did I get to keep all that? Absolutely no. But um, I've, I've got multiple New York Times bestselling books and I get to hang out with really cool people, but that's not the way it was. I, I just, I want everyone to know wherever you are, I lived in a bathroom with my dad. I didn't have lunch money when I was a kid. I had envy right out of high school of all the people going to college. It looked like their life was set and mine was all screwed up. I'd see people in nice houses and cars I'm like, shit, I'll never have that. But I also know what it's like to do my first deal. And I know what it's like to want to do a hundred grand a year. And then I pass that. And then a hundred grand a month. And I pass that. Then a hundred grand a week. And I pass that. Then a hundred grand a day. And I pass that. So, and failed miserably in between and had lots of heights in between. So I just want you to know wherever you are, I've been there. So let me go back. There wasn't some great epiphany that put me on this path other than I hated the situation I was in. I hated watching my mom work three jobs to make 90 bucks a week. I learned at a really young age that hustle and hard work does, has nothing to do with success. My dad is one of the hardest workers I'd ever seen in my life. Got up at six o'clock in the morning, worked all day on cars, busted his knuckles, hands bleeding, mm. painted cars, changed engines, but he never had anything. He made 30 grand a year. So somehow I got lucky to realize at a young age that hard work, both my parents, didn't equate to freedom, didn't equate to wealth, didn't equate to happiness. And I just didn't want that. I mean, I was obsessed at a young age to say, screw that, I'm going to be in control of my life. So sometimes pain is there for a reason. I hated that shit and I ran away from it 
and I got lucky. I, I mean, I should say lucky. I just knew the only two people in my town that had money were in real estate. So I worked on cars and I obsessed on trying to get a no money down real estate deal. I got my first real estate deal and um, I'd love to say the rest is history, but it was up, down, the typical entrepreneurial journey, self-doubt, family telling me I'm nuts, friends telling me I'm a freaking dreamer. All of those things happened to me with like a magnifying glass on them, just like they I'm surely happened to most people listening and watching or will. But I think I just had an obsessive vision on where I wanted to go. And to me, it was control and freedom. Like I didn't want to, I didn't want to live the life my parents did. I, I mean, this sounds terrible. It sounds like I'm being uh, disrespectful, but I didn't want to be my dad. Yeah. And I was going to do everything in my power not to be my dad. So anywhere you want to go with that, because I, I don't want to just you, keep rambling. Did you seek the two people out in the town that you lived in? To I did, find out, of like, course. And so of course. You- and, and here's what, here's what I learned at a really, uh, thank God, Trey, I, and may, you had to too. You wouldn't have the success you have. Is I learned at a young age that my dad, even though a hard worker, the habits and the things my dad did got him frustration, um, sick all the time about not having money, worry, stress, anxious, he used to fight with people easy because he was on, his temper was on edge because he wasn't happy. And then I saw these two guys in town. I'm, it's Joey Noto and Dominic Afuso. I live in a little town. Everybody's Italian. These two guys <laughs> came from nothing, came from nothing, and both of them were multimillionaires, and, and they were happier than what I had seen in my family. They had more money. They seemed to live life in this different way. So I, at a young age, I became friends with both of them. Another guy named Mark Miller, really famous painter. He was 80 when I was in my 20s. He was my best, one of my best friends. And I would just obsess on like, what's different? And it seems so foreign. Like, I think, Trey, when people are successful and people who are not successful see them, so many times, and I know I used to, maybe it's just me, I used to think they had something magical. Like they'd pull like a, if you asked them how they got wealthy, they'd pull this little box out of their pocket and they'd open it up and sunbeams would shoot out and like, ah, and and angel music would play. Like, oh, that's it. They had the freaking box. And it wasn't, it was these subtle little shifts, right? It was these Mm. subtle, subtle different ways of thinking. My dad's thinking kept him where he was. My mom's thinking kept her where she was, unfortunately. And what I realized is they, came from families with nothing. They came from hardship. They didn't have great education, but they had different thinking and different rules and different habits. They lived a different life. And I I pray to God, the universe, whatever you believe in, that somehow, again, it's not some epiphany that hit me one day. Someday I was, somehow I got really smart and I said, wow, what my dad does causes frustration and lack. What these guys do something different. And I started doing more like people that were winning did. And that's when the criticism started. That's when my family thought I was crazy. But you know, if you want to, if you want to go to the next level, you model people who've already been there. It is. So how, how'd you approach? Cause this is really interesting. Cause I don't know how old you were when you approached Dominic and Joey. Do you remember yeah. your age? Oh, I bet you I was friends with them before I was 20. Okay. And, then and, how, and how here's you- why here's, here's the lucky part is okay. I came from a town of 6,000 people. All right, right. Upstate, Walmart. tiny little town. And 80% of the town was Italian. I have a long ass Italian last name. So <laughs> there's Frank's <laughs> Deli is right in the center of town. His name is Frank Criccio, still a friend of mine. I haven't lived there in almost 20 years, but still a friend of mine. And Frank Criccio's Frank's Deli is where all the Italian guys would go every single Saturday morning and they'd be there, get their donut and their coffee. And they'd be, so I just started going there. I became friends with Frank, who was 10 years older than me, really successful guy, owned the deli, a restaurant, 30, 30 apartments. And Dominic and Joey were in there. And I found a way to be friends with them. I found a way to do a deal with them. I found a way to help wow. them. And, 
and like every time they needed something, like, oh, I'll fix your car for free. I'll go tow that for free. I just wanted to be surrounded by another level. I mean, listen, as I'm saying it, man, I haven't really talked about this, but I have to be honest with you, as I'm saying it, it was out of desperation. I, I literally could just feel the tinge in my soul of like, what if I don't get it? Like, maybe you're listening right now or watching right now. It's like, you know that feeling of like, what if I don't crack this? What if I don't learn that capability? What if I don't get that first sale? What if I can't scale this? Like the alternative seemed like, I, I'm not kidding, it seemed like death to me. Like the thought of going through life like my dad did was like, no way. So yeah, so that's, so yeah, you're, you want a real answer. It was probably desperation. But man, use whatever it takes to keep pushing forward. What do you, uh, what do you drive right now? What's your car of choice? Uh, Tesla. Tesla. Okay, so... Tesla, you drive up to the gas station. How many people will approach you? I think you're in California, right? Uh, Phoenix. Oh, you're Phoenix, Arizona. I was, yeah, yeah. I was just there. Uh, so in Phoenix, Arizona, how many people like come up to you, such as a kid or young age, and say, hey, sir, you drive an amazing car, a Tesla, dream car of mine. Uh, how do you afford this car? Do you have people approach you? Yeah, all the time. All yeah? the time. And I, I think it's that same thing. It's like, I think when people ask that, they're like, um, they're waiting for me. Goes, is anybody looking? All right, hold on. And you like reach the <laughs> box and you go, here it is. Ah, right. Mm-hmm. And it's a hard answer because it's not one thing. It's subtle little shifts in your thinking. It's gaining new capabilities. It's learning from people who've already been there. It's a. Ju- I mean, here, listen. My book, Millionaire Success Habits, is out. I'm not doing a shameless plug for the book. It's one of the best selling books the last couple of years. We just passed six hundred thousand copies. That's huge. I, and all my buddies were like, "Hey, man, that's a great book." My friends that are, you know. They're like, well, but will real, will people really want to change their habits? It's like, you know what? I'm just going to say it like it is. There's no such thing as a magic money machine. It doesn't exist. The mm. magic is in shifting the things that aren't working for you. This mm. is where you're going to realize how smart I am, Trey, um, is I know that I've obsessed in my marketing, especially, and I've done it in my life, is I really try to focus on what's not moving the needle in my life, what's not getting me ahead, and try to do less of it. And then I really try to focus on what makes me a better human, what moves the needle, what makes me more money, what makes me grow, better relationships. And I really consciously observe it and I do more of that. So as simple as it sounds, it's like you're like, oh, you got this guy Dean on. He's really dropping wisdom bombs, right? It's like, <laughs> but nobody, it's like so many people are hitting their thumb with a hammer every day and keep saying, oh shit, that hurts. And then tomorrow morning you wake back up and hit your fucking thumb with the hammer over and over again, expecting it not to hurt. You have to do less of the things that don't move the needle in your life and more of the things that do. What, do you, what exercises do you do to find out what, what you should be not doing? Oh man, that's a really great question. And, and I talk about this a lot, but one of the, the things that I still do and I do it on a regular basis is create a not to do list in your life. Now, not to do if list. anybody's ever watched my uh, interviews, I talk about it a lot, but it's my life. And it's, and, and here's the thing I want to share with everybody. So many right. times people say, Oh, I've, I've heard that personal growth type of stuff before those success habits before, but are you really doing it? You also heard how to exercise. Are you going to the gym? Are you ripped? Like, do you look amazing for 40, 50, 30, 20? It's like, we know how to eat. You know, a, a good buddy of mine, Frank Kern, he said, if you, wanted the, uh, if you wanted the best workout book in the world, it could be 200 pages and every page could just say, eat less, work out more. <laughs> like, we know how to do this shit, but no one does it. So um, I like to do the things that I know keep me on track. And one of them is a not to-do list. And, and I'll share that. 
uh, I'll share that with you guys because I think it's, it's one of the biggest game changers ever. I mean, okay. if, if you're working on stuff, if you're spending time on things that don't serve you, God, the universe, making more money, going to another level, don't serve marketing, sales, persuasion, tactics. Like if you're working on stuff that doesn't move the needle, I promise you, look in my eyes, you will never get to where you want to go. Never. Mm -hmm. You have to start cutting out the shit that doesn't take you to where you want to go. And as, as, as simple as that sounds, I guarantee you're not doing it at the level you must. See, first off, it's like you really got to know where it is you want to go. Because so many times we're just avoiding shit. We're just, we're like, I, I don't want that. I don't want this headache. I don't want that partner. I don't want this job. I don't want my wife to bust my chops. I don't want my husband not to listen to me. We, we get focused on what we don't want. So the first thing, and I won't go really deep on this first thing, just obsess. Take today, whenever you're listening to this, take 15 minutes, take a half hour today because you're freaking worth it. Your next level's worth it. And really decide if it was a year from now and it was the best year of your life, what would that look like? And what would you need to do? When you start pointing your ship in the direction where you want to go, that means you have to say no to all the shit that gets you off course. So as simple as that sounds, no, if somebody got you in an elevator, I met you in an elevator and I said, hey man, what's up with your life? Where do you want to go? If you can't tell me in 90 to 120 seconds, you're not a part of the, the people who actually move the needle. People actually change. So as I say that, you're like, oh shit, I do focus on what I don't want. You know, focus on potholes in the road, you hit them. So yeah. focus on the clearing. So once you have that focus, once you have that focus, <laughs> once you have that focus, then it's time to figure out what the hell you spend your time on. That's it. Like literally, I know we're all so busy that I'm going to tell you this and most of you won't do it, but I guarantee this. I'll challenge you right now. The ones that do this exercise I'm going to tell you about right now are the ones that will actually have change in your life. Just telling you, if I tell you this and you don't do it, you're going to struggle. So that's my challenge for you right now is right. take the next week of your life. Keep your journal handy. Keep your, if you want to do it on your phone and your notes and write down what you do, like on an hourly basis. Some of you just said, ah, oh, man, that's too much work. Again, if that's too much work. Then you ain't ready for next level. Go get a job. Seriously, get a job, work for somebody else, get off of work at 5.05 every day, commute the same way home. I'm not trying to be an ass. I'm just being real. You want to be an entrepreneur life, you have to do what other people aren't willing to do. And guess what? Is it worth it? Absolutely. I do. I make, I get to do live life on my terms. Have I struggled? Hell yeah. Have I failed? Hell yeah. But I don't build someone else's dream. I'm not working on someone else's rules. I get to pick up my kids when I want, coach softball, coach little league. I get to dress the way I want, talk the way I want, live where I want. That's what I want for you. That's what Trey wants for you. That's, that's what being your own, you know, being an entrepreneur is all about. Now, I didn't mean to digress, but I'm just saying this. I really want you to do this. Take the next couple of days, take the next week, write down hourly what you do. You are going to be shocked at some of the things that are still in your life. You say, I don't have time. You don't have time. You just have, you have a focus problem. You don't have a time problem. You have a focus problem. You start writing down what it is that you do on an hourly basis and then go back and analyze it and start marking it with four different things. So you got say nine to 10, 10 to 11, or, or just lump down what you did for the day. Here's the 20 things I did today, but it's really good to write the little stuff because the little stuff eats up big time. And then next to it, when you think through the eyes of moving the needle in your life, what can take me, right? How I started this. What can take me from where I am to where it is I want to go? 
right? What can take me? What can move the needle there? You know, what, where do I want to go? And then look through, those, look through those things that you're doing and say, can this move the needle? And, de- and decide one of four things. Yes, I must do this and I should do it harder. That's number one. Number two, I could probably automate this. People find silly things like they're spending time paying bills or answering certain emails or checking bank accounts or, or doing something that an app could do automatically. Can you automate some things in your life to get time back? That's got to go on your list. So say I pay bills every Saturday from 12 to 2. Wow, I could probably automate that. So next to it, you put automate. The next thing is can you delegate it? You start looking, you go, oh my God, I can't believe I'm running to Home Depot. I'm picking up my own dry cleaning. I'm, I'm grocery shopping for myself. I'm doing all these things that other people could do and I could work on my unique ability and make more money and get an ROI in that time. So here's the 20 things I'm going to delegate. Maybe use a virtual assistant from the Philippines at five bucks an hour and they're doing all the research that you're doing because you go to do research and you're actually online for three hours, but uh, you're researching for a half hour and you're searching on Facebook and Kim Kardashian, I don't know, something like that for the rest of the time. So what, what can you, what must you keep and do harder? What can you automate? What can you delegate? And the last one is what can you eliminate? That's the one you really got to think about because most of the time you're doing stuff in your life right now that doesn't serve you, serve God, their universe. It doesn't serve the human you want to be. It doesn't serve the direction that you want to go in. It's literally just eating up time. Sometimes we do it out of a hypnotic rhythm. Sometimes we do it because it's what our parents taught us something to do. Sometimes you're like, when you really acknowledge it, like what the hell am I hanging out with those guys for every Thursday for four hours talking about how bad the world is, how bad our job is, how bad the president is or whatever it is. It doesn't serve anything. And that's when you have to be really strong and just cut it out. You get done with a not to-do list, it's a thousand times more powerful than a to-do list. Because a to-do list, all we do is keep adding stuff on top, adding stuff on top of our plate. We get overwhelmed. We get anxious. We get, uh, you know, uh, just frustrated because we can't get it all done. It's time to clear the clutter. And uh, that's something I've been doing. I bet you I've been doing that for at least 12 or 15 years of my life continually on a nonstop basis. And the more you do it, the more things you cut out. The more things you'll automate. The more things you'll delegate. And the more things you'll get rid of. My first uh, to do not to do list was mow the lawn. I hated mowing the lawn. It's so and, funny. That was uh, when mine. I was when I was. That was uh, mine. That's yours. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah. My dad. My dad's like, you need to mow the lawn. Going back to our dad's kind of perspective, I was like, I hate mowing the lawn. Like, I really don't want to. And so it's like, you know. But anyway, that's a whole other story. So this has sprung up so many questions. Um, so, so where where do you want to be? Where do you want to go? Where do I want to go? Um, Really great question. At this phase of my life, um, it's really about impact. Like I, I, I want to keep, I have to say, I'd love to say that, you know, that I studied Mother Teresa and Martin Luther King and I just wanted to change the world. And that simply would be uh, a lie. Um, I hated being broke. I hated watching my father work so hard. I hated being a mechanic. I worked on cars. I painted cars. I changed engines. I just freaking hated it. And I wanted a different way. And uh, Tony Robbins, uh, I'll get more on that later. Tony Robbins, I bought his course over 20 years ago off of an infomercial. That's why I went into infomercials. That's why I went into the self-education business. Is because I gave that guy a check. I got information. It course corrected my life and I went to another level. Wow. So uh, when I did that, I decided I wanted to be in the information business. I created an infomercial. I created a course. I went on TV over 20 years ago 
Um, and I went in there, if I think back and just completely honest with you, I went in that business to make more money. And if I got to change some people's lives while I was doing it, pretty cool. But then being in this for 22 years, especially the last 10 and seeing the impact, seeing how bad people need a guide, they need a voice, they need someone to show them the path and being blessed to have you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of positive comments coming back. And we have thousands of videos whose people's lives have been changed. This is who I am now. Like I get to have a thriving company for helping people live a better life and I don't take it lightly anymore. So you asked me where I want to go in my business life, just more and more massive impact. Tony Robbins and I are doing something really special. We partnered on a project that's just, I think going to change the world. I'd love to share more about that later partner with Tony. I'm partnering with another buddy of mine, Brendan Bouchard. We own a company called Growth. Uh, everything I'm doing at this phase is creating self-education on another level so people don't beat their heads against the wall trying to figure it out on their own. Learning through their own trial and error is the stupidest way possible. I don't want people to think that I'm trying to say it's all easy and you can do it overnight. What I want people to say is just, just a better path. You can go down the path that goes through quickstand and goes off a cliff and goes through the pricker patch or, hey, I've been navigating this for 30 years. I found a better path over here. Let me just show you a quicker path, not the easier path, just faster because someone's already been down that road. So where do I want to go? I want to I change the global conversation on self-education. I want to help be a leader. I know Tony wants to do that too. In my personal life, I just want to continue to be a better dad. I, I try to grow every day. I, I think at the end of my life, um, I think one of the only questions I'll have is, did I give my kids, did I empower my kids with the tools? Was I a good enough man, father, leader to just give them the tools so they are fulfilled impactful, uh, happy adults. If they become entrepreneurs and make lots of money, great. If my daughter wants to be a teacher and she's happy every day of her life and she lives in a humble little house, that would be amazing too. It's, I, I just, I know at the end of my life, if I look back and I failed that, regret will be massive no matter what. No matter how much personal growth you do, for me, if I screw up on my kids, I won't be happy. So I, I work every day to be a better man because kids do what you do. They don't do what you say. Yeah. Um, I'm in a great, I'm in a new relationship, not super new, but I just got engaged a couple of weeks ago. And I want to be a, I want to be an amazing man, amazing husband and uh, do things right. So that's where I want to go. And I, and I say no to everything else that doesn't fit in that category. When I have my kids, which I have exactly half the time mm -hmm. at three o'clock at two forty-five, I leave this office and there's nothing that could get me to stay. I pick my kids up personally 99% of the time, and I've had the biggest opportunities, speak on stage, meeting, this guy coming in town, this woman going to be here, she's the top, top, top. It's like, oh, no, I'm sorry. It's a Wednesday. I have my kids. It's after 2.45. I got to say no. So I just know what my priorities are, and, and I love that. It took me a long time to get here because mm -hmm. I know we all do, and you know this, Trey. We, we sometimes sacrifice our values, our culture, our thoughts, and what we really want for the next level. And uh, I just want to be congruent and make sure that doesn't happen anymore. Absolutely. I'm saying, so I have a, I have a son of five-year-old, half time. So oh. I, you, you and I relate on a, on a personal level there. So let's go back. You mentioned Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins, I was at one of his events. Uh, you, were, you were actually ahead of me. I, th I could have thrown a rock to you. Uh, oh, that's should've, cool. Should have. Uh, so during that time, he said something, I believe it's him, who was talking about frequencies. So uh, as a, on a personal level, on a business level, whatever, we get on different frequencies. And I've been, I've been really honing in on that to where we, as we go through life, we can choose to 
uh, stay at a frequency or a level of life, or we can kind of tune a little bit and get to the next level. It's extremely easy to look back at the different frequencies of where we were and like what we had to do to change and to get to where we are today. The harder piece is going beyond into the next level, which is harder to see and harder to like, like, okay, well, I, I know I'm working my butt off. I know I have a group and team and we're doing so much. And like you've said, I, I, I can, you know, pour gas on this, but is that going to get me open up that new gate? And which leads me to that next question is you are definitely at a different frequency than I am. And where I struggle is my biggest weakness is like teams and management and operations. And the question for you is, you know, you, you seem to have that one covered on an operational level, just from the, who we've worked with, just getting on this podcast of everybody's on the same mission. Everybody's got the same plan and itinerary. How do you keep it all organized? Like, what did you learn or like who, who showed you how to manage and operate? Or did you hire somebody that does all that for you? And how do you keep everybody on the same like level? That's the awesome. Riddle. Great. That's no, riddle. great, great, great question. And I, and I can tell it's personal for you. And, and, it, and this, it this will relate to anybody watching wherever you are, you're going to end up being here. So I've screwed up that a lot in the past. Um, I've had thousands of employees work for me or work for my brand. And I have to be honest, I wasn't always good at it. Sometimes I wanted to run away from it. Mm-hmm. But here's what I've learned, especially in the last five years. And, and I think it could be just years in business, wisdom. I'm, I'm, I immerse myself in masterminds and I, I seek out people who are the best in an area that I want to get good at. And I pay for consultants. I pay for speed. I pay to be in masterminds. I've spent hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars to go faster. And once you learn that, man, it's because here's, here's something. I learned this from one of the masterminds that I'm in. I pay 50 grand a year to be a part of strategic coach at their highest level. And Dan Sullivan said something that, really clarified what I've been working on the last five years and write this down. He said that the billionaires he works with, and he's been with a lot of people have been with him 20 years. They started as a millionaire and he watched them explode to become a billionaire. And he said, out of all the billionaires he's ever worked with, the ones that are at the most ease, the ones that seem to run all these companies and do all this incredible earth shattering, shaking, moving things had one thing in common. When they had to figure out something new, you ready for this? This is, this is such simple wisdom. When I heard it, I was like, I almost wanted to vomit because I wish someone would have given it to me 30 years ago. He said, most people, when they're trying to go to the next level, trying to hire the right person, how to expand their Facebook team or expand their media team or expand you know, certain segments, or they'll ask, how do you get it done? And how causes anxiety? He said, the question they need to ask themselves, what he saw the most successful, happiest billionaires ask is, who? So replace how with who. And I'll give you an example. So since I'm not uh, college educated, I barely got out of high school. I don't hire based on education. I don't even hire based on resume, especially in the last, I would say, five years, obsessively in the last three. And I'm the best team on the planet right now. Like literally in being an entrepreneur for 32 years, I have the best team ever. Mm. And The only common denominator I can share with you, Trey, is that I decided what values were a must for people to be around me. I I don't know about you, but if I have, I've had employees where if I was walking down the hall and they, one of them was like in the room, I'd be like, oh shit, I got to take the other way around because I didn't want to walk by to see them or I'd be afraid they'd ask me to go to lunch or ask me a question. I'm sure that's never happened to you, right? Um, I mean, it has, yes. Yeah. So- 
So I just decided, and then my, at the same time, I'm going to tell you this story. I'm going to tell you where this, this came from because I'd love to say it came from some brilliant discovery. But my team wanted me to hire someone to do a vlog, right? Someone to, I, I love to teach on Instagram, but I really don't show a lot of my personal life. I'm not the guy that films being at dinner with the kids or at the baseball game. I try because people ask for it. It's just, it's just not my gig. So my team wanted me to hire someone who flew with me and went to meetings and watched me on stage. And it sounded like a good idea, but I started thinking, I'm like really private. Like someone is going to be in the car with me, be on a plane with me, eat lunch with me. And I started to think about what values that person would need to have if I was going to spend that much time with them. And we all have different values. Mine aren't the same as yours and, and everybody listening, you have your own. But I started thinking, I need someone who, you know, works on their own personal growth. I need someone who's quietly competitive. I need someone who focuses on what could go right. I need someone solution-oriented, right? I need someone who's a get-it-done-whatever-it-takes type of person. I need someone who doesn't need a pat on the back every time they get a win. Do you ever have an employee that every time they get something, they're like, hey, do you know I got this done? It's like, man, you got you to be self-gratifying because I love you and I'll do when – I, when I can, I will, but I'm, I'm moving and shaking. So I started thinking all these things that this person must have, and then I was like – this epiphany was like – holy crap, why don't I just hire everybody with those values? So I started geeking out and figuring out what my values were and I started hiring specifically on values. I hired a 17-year-old kid that had never booked Facebook ads in his life, um, didn't know anything about it, never even was in the back office of Facebook, but a badass, like hunted me down, climbed a mountain with me at five o'clock in the morning just to get be in proximity of me. I, he told me all the books he was reading. He was in the personal growth. He didn't come from money. He was a go-getter. He, he, got, he was supposed to be in 12th grade, but he was taking it online because yeah. he wanted to work on the next level. He read 40 copywriting books. He studied Jeff Walker and Frank Kern and, and Russell Brunson. I, like, he just had all this stuff, but he didn't know where to go with it. So I realized- you hired yeah, him? What's that? Was that before you hired him? That was before I hired him. Oh, so right? he's chasing you. And so you're like, okay, I think this guy can go on my team. Okay. Yeah, so I hire him at 17 and I did what I do best. I hired a badass Facebook consultant. I cut the check and I gave capabilities to an A player with the right values rather than trying to hire someone who went to the right school and had the right job and they were moving to a different, and not that I'm saying that's bad, I've done that too, but I was just hiring A players with the right values and then paying for someone to give them the capabilities. And I did that in multiple areas. I mean, I have a team of, of probably 10 on my marketing team, all under 26, 70% of them didn't go to college, 90% never worked for anybody else ever before. That 17-year-old kid's now 18 or 19, and he spends a couple hundred grand a week of my money completely in control, crushing it just on social media, right? So I started, instead of looking for background and history and schooling, I started looking about values and a player and then teaching them the skill set and that's the way of the future because technology is changing the world industries that are here today are gone tomorrow technology that runs something now might be gone tomorrow mit said that what what they teach people year one in technology is obsolete by year three so if all that tells me is we can't teach people tactics we can't teach people a skill we can't hire someone with just a skill we need someone with the right values that fits into your culture if they fit into your culture, then you pay for them to gain the right capabilities. They come with no habits and they're hungry. And then also, I have a mission. 
Like I know my desire is to make self-education the new norm, to impact people's lives. We get paid to help people go faster. I'm telling that to my team every day. They're all on a text string. I have 30 people on a text string. I try to send them a message at least once a week. I try three times a week, sharing my heart, share what we're doing, letting them know there's no way in the history of the world I could do. I'm the forward-facing guy. I'm on stages. I'm on TV. I'm on all over Facebook, Instagram, social media. But man, it takes a army. It takes a family behind me, holding me up, picking up the breadcrumbs, making sure everything's lined up. I mean, today I rolled in here one minute before we go live. Everything's set. I get to sit down and have a great interview with you. I couldn't do it without all them. So I want to let them know that I can't do it without them. And where do you you find these superstars? What's that? Where do you find these superstars? So what I've done personally is I shoot a video. I have a video that I've been running that just shares almost what I told you. Like okay. start off like, hey, this is Dean Graziosi. If you're at this video, uh, you're looking for a place to call home, to work. Mm-hmm. And I want to tell you, this isn't a regular job. For me, it's like, I want to tell you, how would you like to be a part of a team that never leave? You're part mm-hmm. of a family that is changing the world, making an impact, fun, exciting, and going to the next level. Oh, and the byproduct is you get paid to do it. There's a million different jobs you can have. This is a career. This is a part about part of being something bigger than yourself. But let me tell you, and this is how I would say it, let me tell you, before we go any further, I'm really specific, not on your resume, not where you went to school, not your past job. I'm really specific that you have the right values so you and I align. And then I ramble off my values. And then I say, but here's the values are unacceptable. If you bring negativity to work, if you need a, a plaque on your desk and you need a title, there's no titles in my company. Mm. If you need, you know, and I go through all the things that are unacceptable when it comes to values. And I said, if you're still here and you'd like to consider being a part of the team, answer the questions before. We have about five questions that helps identify their values. And then most half the people don't leave a message. And I also ask for a video. I just think that I can tell who somebody is or my team can. They narrow it down through a video. And if someone says, hell no, I'm not doing a video. It's like, well, they're not hungry for me because one of my values is hunger. And if you're not hungry, then go find a job someplace else where you could be in a time and effort community. I'm not a time and effort guy. Anybody could come to work from nine to five and check their email all day and, and, and uh, surf on Facebook. I want somebody who comes here and moves the needle because they want to move the needle, that they're based on change. They're based on growth, not based on time. So when people really get that and they leave a video, that's, that's been an amazing filter for me and, uh, and a total game changer. Is that on Facebook or do you put that somewhere else? So what I'll do is I'll, when we're looking for a job, I'll go on Instagram, Facebook, um, and run links to it. And then my team, I I don't even know where the job sites are, but they'll go to all the job sites. And instead of the big, long description, it's like, Hey, go watch this video. (laughs) Then people get to know me, right? They Uh, get to know me. They they could say, I don't want to work for this jackass, or I think it's pretty cool. Let's do it. You know, that's, that's, that's good stuff right there, man. I, I could ask you so many more questions because I have them, but we've ran out of time. And so I'm like, gosh, dang. Uh, But anyways, we need to switch behind the scenes. By the way, Dean, you didn't give me Let's talk about real quick, um, and I didn't even give you time, but let's talk time about the knowledge business blueprint. Because you said you're going to talk okay. about it. We can't leave these guys hanging. Re- tell yeah, me yeah, what, yeah. what is that? So, so Tony and I, Tony Robbins and I, if you don't know Tony, uh, I don't know, just go, <laughs> go search and find Tony. He is probably <laughs> the number one guy on the planet as far as changing lives, for getting people transformation, get them past their hurdles to go on to the next level. He, he helped 
transformed my life 20 something years ago. I wrote in my journal, someday I want to meet him and thank him. And now he's one of my dearest friends. We talk every day. Him and I have been hanging out for about nine years now. And we've been talking about what we want to do together to start a business and impact the world. And we've we really just noodle about it. We never really came up with something. He doesn't need me. I don't need him. But together, our friendship's great. And then about a year ago, we really just started thinking about self-education and how the education system is broken. I mean, it is. that, that Right now, that only 27% of people who get a college degree actually use that college degree in their job. And half of those people, half of the 27%, 52%, hate the job they're in. The average debt is about 40 grand or $1.5 trillion in debt. College, uh, people going to college is significantly dropping. I mean, prices are going up, all, all these crazy things. Now, if you went to college, you know this. If you're in the middle of it, you understand that concept. But what most of the world doesn't realize is there's another option. My guidance counselor said college or go get a minimum wage job at a factory, nothing in between. What's the in between? The same thing you know, Trey, is self-education. Learning from others who are playing the game. It's why people follow you. It's why follow me. I've already been through the storm. Don't go through it. Just don't do what I messed up on. Do more of what I accomplished, right? So we started thinking down this line. And what we wanted to do is extract our knowledge and show people how to be a part of the self-education business, how to be a part of the knowledge business. I mean, think about this. This will blow your mind. Right now, the information business is a $355 million a day industry. And Forbes says that's predicted to triple over the next couple of years. People are realizing if they want to go faster, they cut you a check. Trey, they cut me a check. They cut people's checks. And it's not just this space. It's everything from people doing haircuts and weaves and extensions to people in the fitness industry. People used to, you know, they train somebody for $60 a session or they do a monthly Zoom call and they get a hundred people on who gave them 50 bucks. The math changes because people are willing to pay for it. So what we realized is there wasn't a gold standard process to help people figure out what they're good at, a passion, a skill, an expertise, a hobby, and how to extract that, create a process, and then share it with people so you can impact their lives like you do every day and get paid for it. So we created the blueprint to allow people to do that. And we're doing a special, Tony and I, Tony hasn't done a training like this in over 10 years. I'm so blessed that we're dear friends, but we geeked out. We obsessed on this over the last year and we're doing a special training that you guys, you're, everybody listening right now is invited. Uh, if you register, all you got to do is go to, uh, I think I got to pay Trey's link. Dot com traceslink.com you can come watch for free you can come watch for free and join the uh the training that we're doing it's gonna be pretty you guys badass are on it. you guys are on it's- it you're the best Trey's link that was that domain ready dang i should have i should have uh auctioned that one off Trey's you link. can have that, that when we're done we can have it when we're done it's Trey's link i just my team went on see what have a good team is they snuck in here while we we're doing it and just wrote it on the whiteboard i love it i love it Trey's link t-r-e-y-s-l-i-n-k yes. dot yep. com yeah these guys these guys right here. This is, why, this is why I learned from you because you're the best, right? This is how we do I things. I appreciate it, man. Dean, all right, you're, you're on Instagram, you're on Facebook. What's the, like, where do you post the most at? On Facebook and stuff? Or Instagram? Probably Instagram. I just, I, you know what? Here's the funny thing because infomercials were my life. I really ignored Instagram till about a year ago. And then I felt like, ah, I missed it. I didn't want to put the energy in. But about a year ago, I just started going every single day. I go on Facebook or on Instagram stories. I've been having fun doing it. And I think we just passed 415,000 followers. It's growing so fast. I'm so grateful, but I think I'm delivering a lot of value there. So I would say absolutely check me out on uh, Facebook or on, on Instagram under my name. At Dean, Dean right? 
Yep, Dean Graziosi. Yeah, Dean, you're pretty easy to find. So Dean, and you got the nice, nice look. You got it's easy, like boom, add, follow. You're on it. Do I love it? Appreciate you. We gotta go behind the scenes real quick. I got three important questions for you. Let's do it. But anything else we want to leave with these guys? I mean, no, I just, com, listen, if you're ready, yeah, if you're ready, listen, don't judge this. If you know anything about Tony and I, don't judge it. Just show up. It's going to be, I think it's going to be one of the biggest internet trainings in history. It's going to be freaking amazing. Get there early. Go to tradeslink.com. Register. It gives you all the details, gives you the dates. And Tony and I even did two pre-event trainings you can only get there. Yes, I'm pushing you to go because you'd be crazy not to. You'd be crazy not to. See you guys. Appreciate you.